he goes and gets wings and throws them on the board. Yeah, listen, man, this guy's breaking <laughs> barriers down. You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tusheri and Michael DeStefano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. And that's when I Leafs Lunch is brought to you in part by Two for One Pizza. It's Two for One Tuesday. Order a regular priced pizza from the Create Your Own menu and get a second pizza of the same or lesser value free. Welcome back to Leafs Lunch. We're at Scotiabank Arena today. Morning skate is wrapped up. So has the morning skate of the Anaheim Ducks who are in town tonight for a tilt versus our hometown Maple Leafs. Uh, you can wa- listen to that game here on TSN 1050. Watch it on TSN 4. I've got Matt Cause with me for the day. I have to ask you a question. Tell me. I, I can tell you're dying to say something. Okay, because you cover hockey on a much greater level than I, at every different level. Oh, you do a fantastic job with the women's team, with the World Juniors. Um, it's been part of so much of your journey as a broadcaster. So you know hockey better than I. Um, Anaheim's the worst team in the league, and when it was time for them to come out of the ice for their practice, there was like three guys I mean, I I expected everyone to be on the ice with Dallas Aikens yelling at them. Like, like, what are you doing with only three guys out there? I mean, I guess it's because it's back-to-back. They lost to Ottawa last night. But I couldn't help but giggling, going, wait a minute, only three of you came out there? I thought practice makes perfect. You guys are the exact opposite of perfect. Yeah, that's the, the only thing I can think of is the back-to-back as to why that they wouldn't yeah. have so many guys on the ice. Otherwise, I'd assume that probably young guys would get out there, some of the older guys, for a little bit of a loosen up. But uh, like Kevin McGram was saying, they got in at one. 30 last night. So the Leafs, uh, like Carlo Koliakova was saying on the morning show, should be point nine tonight against be. this Anaheim team that's not very good and, and is on a back-to-back. Do you see the dog? What? See, this is my favorite part of morning skate. When the dog, see right there? He rolls through the stands and he, he yes. makes sure everything's good. He does a little sniff of the entire arena. Okay, so there is a dog right now going row after row. I have never seen this before. This is my favorite part. He's like a dark... <laughs> Dark-colored German Shepherd, and yeah. he, he goes through the whole arena. I need to know his name. I have questions. He's, he's a hero to all of us. But What's, he, is, uh, what's he doing? Is he know. sniffing for, for, is it for drugs? Is it for bombs? I mean, like, <laughs> like I, I, know this is, I know this is a thing at airports when you, by the way, okay, off topic for a second. Yep. But have you ever, when you're at the airport and, and they got the dog you know, sniffing for contraband or drugs right. and stuff, when the dog comes up to you and gives you a little sniff, you're just like, usually you want to come and pet a dog and hug it, but this one, you're like, get away from me. Dude. I know. I'm you like, know? get out of here, nerd. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this right now. But I like that dog. Down yes. there, get a little sniff. Uh, Leafs Anaheim tonight, <laughs> and it's a very different scenario than the last time the Leafs played the Anaheim Ducks. When they, when they, what word am I looking for? Relinquished a three-one lead. Is that a yeah. nice enough way to put that? They, they, uh, I don't know. Choked they gave up, up yeah. a three-one lead yeah. to Anaheim on the road. They ended up losing an OT. I think. Trevor Zegers got a second goal of the game for his OT winner. Uh, things going better in overtime now after Saturday, but overtime has been kind of a story for the Leafs this year. And at that point during the season, the last time Anaheim played the Leafs, uh, they were full of stories. The goalies were injured. Muzzin had just been injured. Yeah. Um, Things were in disarray, and things are really different now than the last time the Leafs played Anaheim. And Sheldon Keefe was talking about that this morning. Uh, this is what he had to say about it. Yeah, I mean, obviously the guys sense the urgency of the moment, both at that time and then also with the amount of injuries we've had in goal and on defense. That in itself has really gotten the team's attention. And uh, you know, we've talked about that as we're starting to get healthy here now. We, we, we don't want to lose what we've gained in terms of our mindset because that's really, to me, is a big big part of that, is just having the right mindset and 
recognizing what's given us uh, the opportunity to succeed. There's been a strong defensive play. Certainly, we're in a different place here now than we were when we left California. I feel like that slow start to the season is so kind of interesting to evaluate. There's so many parts of that terrible start to the season that I look at now, and I'm like, "Mm, that's kind of interesting, seeing as how they turn things around. One of the things I find most interesting about uh, the beginning of the season was Sheldon Keefe and, and... just everything that was existing around him. And I'm not really talking about the way the narratives that existed outside, like is Sheldon Keefe going to be fired? And we're going to get into all this in a moment when we talk about our our favorite things, our our storylines from the last time these two teams played. But I I think back to Sheldon Keefe at the beginning of the season, was there so much pressure on this team to start the year? Like last year's loss in the first round to Tampa kind of felt like, oh my gosh, now we really have to win in the first round next year or else this is definitely all getting dismantled because Kyle Dubas came out the day after they lost or two days after they lost at their locker cleanout and said, we're we're running it back. He confirmed that then. Things looked different uh, around the fringes, obviously between the pipes. There was wholesale change but to start this season nobody cared nobody cared about anything that they did for the entirety of the season and and they kind of came out playing like that they came out flat they, yeah. they they came out flat and i think you know the the issue that like at the beginning of the year was it was about the Maple Leafs need to put themselves in a better position so when the playoffs start and just the goofy playoff um brackets that exist in this sport you didn't want to have to face a team like Tampa in the first round. Yeah. You even know, though they had Montreal that one time, and I, it didn't even matter. I, 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 but continuing, I always put that asterisk beside it. They had Columbus that one time, and they, and they Columbus, still lost. And they lost because none of the stars can score in a game seven. Anyway, we'll save that topic for down the road. But that was one of the big things. Get yourself in a position to at least have an easier road in the playoffs. And and. That's why tonight's, I mean, all the, I don't want to do the cliche, all the games are important, but for the Maple Leafs, they're looking at Boston. They're three games back of Boston, and Boston has two games in hand, but the, you got to go and get the easy wins here. Go get the easy wins, uh, because eventually you're going to be facing the elite teams. Also, they're seven points up on Tampa. Right. So they're, they're in a position here where they can, you know, continue to solidify second in the Atlantic and still challenge, you know, the Bruins for, uh, challenge the Bruins for first. So just go out and, Go go beat up Anaheim tonight. Go take their lunch money. Yeah. That's that's what they're supposed to go be the bully in tonight's game. Absolutely. Um what was I just gonna say? I have a conspiracy theory. Oh. Um my conspiracy theory that all of the Sheldon Keefe narratives that existed at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. because when all that was happening at the beginning of the season, Sheldon Keefe uh, saying our best players need to be our best players, and then kind of walking it back and telling us I, that whole scenario that I didn't really like at the time and still kind of makes me roll my eyes now. I In my chest, I have no proof of this. This okay. is a conspiracy theory. But that's theory. what a good conspiracy If you had proof, then it's not as much of a conspiracy I theory. believe that Sheldon Keefe was drawing away attention from how badly his team was playing and mm. drawing it towards itself. Okay, which is a, a, a classic one that coaches will do. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's part of the toolkit. You know, it's like when the team wins, you get angrier and you, you pick the one thing they did wrong. When the team loses, you're nicer. Um, Bill Belichick from the Patriots in the NFL would always make sure to yell at Tom Brady because the message was to, hey, if I can yell at Brady, I can yell at all y'all. And the same thing here is it's, it's Sheldon Keefe going, look at me over here. Don't look at the struggles on this side and right? put all the focus. Yeah, it, it, I, could, I, I could absolutely see it. That's not a crazy conspiracy theory. No, it's just uh, there's no way I'd ever be able to prove that. So it's, it's, uh, and if you ask Keith, he's not going to give you a straight answer. He'd never answer. tell me. No. Uh, so that, that's um, my conspiracy th- theory from the mm-hmm. first 
couple weeks of the season, but now we're going to have a bit of a power ranking in which we flash back to the top storylines that existed around the Leafs the last time that these two teams played. And this is our power rankings. Lunch Power Rankings. It's the big picture. They're in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Is that new? I feel like that's changed since the last time I heard it. Uh, Leafs Lunch, brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards available for purchase at Petro Canada, the perfect gift for any occasion. So the last time the Leafs played the Anaheim Ducks, it was October 30th. It was six weeks ago. The Leafs had gone winless on that road trip. They They weren't I don't think they didn't pick up a point. I think they picked up two of six or something with a couple overtime losses. Yeah, but yeah. They were winless on the road streak, not pointless, but it was ugly anyways. And um, there was so much turmoil, Maddie. Like, it was just the craziest thing. And, and we're, we're just going to flash back and we're going to grade how crazy these storylines were. Just when you compare them to where the Leafs are at right now. Yeah. And it was just, I, I remember I went back and looked at my notes from that Monday after the, lo- after the overtime loss to Anaheim. And I'm writing notes like disinterested play. Biggest sin, it is not losing. It is the appearance of not caring. Mm. You know, and that is something when I did my opening thought on that Monday, you know, like after the turnover plagued loss to the Ducks. Like I went back and looked at all my notes um, from, that, uh, you know, from that night and the next morning. And just the contrast is stunning. Right. Um do you have? I do. Okay, I got my power so, rankings. Okay, cool. How do we? This is my first time doing it. So, so usually we go back and forth. Okay, so I'll start with my number three, and then yeah, three. Okay, exactly. By the way, these people that do rankings where they start with their favorite and then work their way down, they just what sort of monsters are you? Okay, it's a monstrous thing to do. So my number three and tar- uh, ranking of just the contrast between then and now. Back then, after they lost to Anaheim, the Maple Leafs offense was going into that game was twenty seventh. In scoring, they ranked 27th. They had scored 27 goals in 10 games. At the time, they were at the time they were behind Anaheim. Oh, excuse me, Arizona. They were just ahead of Columbus in goal scored. And if you remember the year before, they were second in goal scored. And after that loss to the Ducks, they were 27th. Since then, they've climbed 14 spots. They're right now 13th in the NHL. So that's my number three. Okay, absolute here to right now with the scoring. You're right. It was crazy the way that they couldn't put a puck Couldn't in the do net anything. for the first couple weeks of the season. Austin Matthews was the one that was most glaringly unable to score to start the season, yep. and uh, now he's buzzing again. I see someone running laps around the arena now. I'm always, I saw Jason Spezza around here earlier. I'm, I was curious if it was him, but I don't think that it is. Yeah, you see the person running up the stairs, like, okay, you hero. Look at you. That guy looks us. like a hero right now. I, yeah. feel, I feel ashamed as I sit here in my duvet-looking blanket. Yeah, it's been a while since that person probably had a cheesecake. Yeah. Um, there was just so much noise around this team, and, and I think noise is... is the good way to put it, it was goalies were an issue. They were injured. Yeah. Coach was in question. Mm-hmm. The defense was a mess. So yeah. I think my third one is just an emphasis on the noise, and, and it could get really loud. Like, look at us. We host radio all day, and, and it was easy. probably three-quarters of it is about the Leafs. Yeah. There, was, there was a lot to be mulled on then. And in the last segment, we were talking about boring, yeah. how boring the goalie situation is. All right, so your number three is noise. My number two is this line that I wrote for my opening thought. You know it's bad when we're asking if Keefe's job is in trouble. 
The is Sheldon Keefe going to get fired? Is he on the hot seat? Has he lost the room? He's been he has been critical about the star players. I think we're making jokes about about putting his place up on Zillow or or you know just what the the market was. And oh no, the real estate market uh, is crashing. But my number two is the fact that, and it wasn't like anyone in the media was saying he needs to be fired. You know, there, there wasn't that, but the conversation of this is starting to become a thing because in the NHL, they fire coaches, not this year, though, uh, they fire coaches midseason more than weird? it is so weird that no coach has been fired. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Impatient GMs and owners. Get it done. Fire a coach. But the fact that the, that that was even just part of the conversation was remarkable. And now what's Sheldon Keefe doing? He's making jokes. You know, he's like, oh, Pierre Engvall, the butcher, is coming back. And, and, you know, oh, like, he's back in tonight. We haven't mentioned that yet. Well, the, yeah, hot Engvall talk. <laughs> but the fact that you see how comfortable um, Sheldon Keefe is, and he's treating it like he's almost doing a stand-up routine during some of these post-game. Uh, again, night and day. So my number two was the, uh, the Sheldon Keefe status. Yeah, goaltending. Matt Murray was down at that point. Yep. Samsonov was down at that point. Yeah. And Eric Schulgren, the Swedish prince as i call him was between the pipes and you know what i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna dog on him because he did a completely fine job as a third yes goaltender for the leafs in, in that stretch he didn't lose a game for the leafs in the entirety of that situation so so love to eric shalgren shout out to him for doing a good job at a time that the leafs really needed their third goalie to step in and do a decent job but the fact that the two guys that kyle dubas had gambled on over the off season and decided to sign in a goalie that the Washington Capitals casted off and a goalie that the Ottawa Senators paid them to take off their hands yeah. uh, were both already injured to start the year. It looked bad. It looks a lot better now. So uh, that's a hundred percent. And both things can be true. That was a gamble by Kyle Dubas going with those guys. And so that is true. The other, the other side is it's worked out so far. Yep. And again, remember, I, I know last year at this time, Jack Campbell was in the discussion for the Vesna. If you went on FanDuel, he was like in the top three. Uh, and then things went south. But absolutely good on Kyle Dubas. And again, good on the defense, good on the forwards, and just all the defensive responsibility. For me, the number one is such an easy one. The, my rank of the number one contrast between the last time they played the Ducks and now. Mitch Marner was benched, and it was only for a shift. And... I wrote down, benching comes less than two weeks after Leafs coach critiqued the play of his top player in that loss to Arizona. Criticism that Marner appeared most unhappy with. Remember they needed a meeting to resolve things? Like, think about just the unhappiness with Mitch Marner um, not producing, as Kevin McGrath said from the Toronto Star, he was trying to do too much. But six weeks ago, Marner was getting benched. Now he's got the Leafs record for the most consecutive games with a point. Yeah, looking to extend it tonight with 23. You know whose name we haven't uh, said at all recently? Justin Halls. Yeah. You know what? He was in a bad way to start the season. And I don't know if it was consistently in a bad way. I always find with Justin Hall, he's usually pretty good holding it back down there. And then he has one egregious error, and those egregious errors were just happening multiple times in, in games it felt like during that stretch yep. I was at the game in Philly not in Philly against Philly here at Scotiabank when I would kind of circle that game as the game that the Leafs started to turn things around um, 
but even in that one, there was a couple shifts. I know that Justin Hall was kind of fighting for his life out there, and, and the crowd was quick. Justin Hall was getting booed on home ice. Oh, yeah. He was just getting the, the, the before your time, the Larry Murphy treatment. Yeah. And Larry Murphy came here and got booed out of town. They won a cup with Detroit. Uh, but, oh, yeah. No, no. Hall... Every year, there's always the guy that gets the ire of the fans. I like to call it the FNUF. And, right. uh, and, and Justin Hall certainly was, certainly was fighting it back, uh, back then. Yeah, and you know what? We haven't said his name much recently, and I feel like he's the kind of defenseman where if you're not talking about him, it's a very good thing. At that point, Rasmus Sandin, I think, was still kind of fighting through his early season struggles yep. after his contract kind of stalemate. He went into camp late, and then he got into the lineup and... and Really, what we heard was that the holdup was less money-related and more opportunity-related. He had all the opportunity because a couple of defensemen, defensemen no longer, knock on wood, dropping like flies, but in preseason games, in the early season, they were dropping like flies. It felt yeah. like a defenseman was going down every single game, and Sandine had this opportunity, and then he was just like the pizza man on the ice. It wasn't good at all, and he's looking great now. He's, he's completely turned his game around. So and, the entirety of the blue line has just changed. And good on Hall because those are heavier minutes playing on the first pairing. Good on Mark Giordano for just also just being that stabilizing force. Yeah. And I think helping Justin Hall. And and, and, then, and just and good on Hall. I mean, he's, listen, the, the, the bubble year where uh, it was all the North, Justin Hall was was great. I remember going back and looking at some of those games against Edmonton where Justin Hall was shutting down McDavid. And then just last year was a disaster. The start of this year was bad. And so good on him uh, and the job that he's done. Good on the Leafs. And I know it's boring just to be throwing flowers, but we we're reporting what we see. This long stretch started with Shalgren was the only option in net. Yeah. Brody out for a good chunk of time. Morgan Riley out. Muzzin, we don't know if I'll ever see him again in blue and white, but, you know, the, the Leafs have overcome a lot of injuries on defense and are one of the top teams in keeping the puck out of the net right now. Yeah, they absolutely are. Um, that was a nice little walk down memory lane. Yes. It's kind of making me appreciate the, the what's at hand tonight and, and the fact that hopefully the Leafs will have a big showing and put up a whole bunch of goals and, and Mitch Marner can continue his point streak. That's another fun thing, just when you compare the way that Justin Hall was getting booed on home ice to start the year. And now, now? Mitch Marner gets a secondary assist and the entire building's Crowd. up and on their feet. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's fantastic. You feel good for the fans because this is still an entertainment product. That's what professional sports are. They are It's a two-and-a-half-hour unit of entertainment. And to start the year, wasn't very entertaining. And I remember going into it, uh-oh, what's come up for the Leafs? Oh, they got the fly back after they lost to Anaheim. Oh, they got the Flyers. Then back-to-back against the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Then it's the Golden it Knights. It was the row of Two death, Knights and they the made it happen. Of, and they got seven out of eight points in those four games. You know, back then, the only lifeline that we had was, oh, I, and I wrote this, I feel icky focusing on Jake Muzzin's contract because maybe the Leafs can use the LITR money there and and. and and they haven't needed to because the youth of the defense and Giordano's been great. But it's uh, it's a hell of a run, 14-1-2 since they lost in overtime to the Anaheim Ducks. Absolutely. Okay, so we'll see what you think of tonight's game mm-hmm. right now when we have, in honor of Al's brother being on his 18th cruise of the year, Matt Causes <laughs> School of Degeneracy. Time now for Matthew Cause School of Degeneracy. Oh, they got your name in there. Yeah, Look at that. 
All right, so I got two bets for you tonight. These are things I do on uh, on gameplay. I got a YOLO bet, and I have got my cowardly bet of the night. Let us start with the heroic one. And I, I hate to say this, and for everyone out there, don't put down much money on it. In fact, don't do more than $5. Anaheim is plus 375. If you put down five bucks on the Ducks to win, you win $18.75. And the Leafs, earlier in the year, and we saw it last year, and part of the problem is because so many people bet on the Leafs because they're such a public team, they're so popular, that the lines get all out of whack. So my YOLO pick is a $5 on the the Leafs to lose, that it just feels like it's something we could see, because they're human. I don't mean, oh, they're leafiness. This happens in all sports. Where you are such a juggernaut favorite. I know, but it is unique to the Leafs that it happens. It is seems unique. to happen yes. on a consistent basis. Not maybe not. The, actually, yes, this year they dropped. They had a just grossly easy stretch at the beginning yes, of the, the year. Kings, where they dropped the Kings, the Montreal, bunch of San Jose. I know. Yeah. So that's my that's my uh, YOLO better than night. Then there's my cowardly better than night, where I I'm taking Mark Giordano to not score a goal tonight. And that's at minus 1,100. So so betting is already confusing enough, and I feel like in doing this, you further confuse. Like, this is a hilarious bet to make. It makes yes. no sense. It's Well, because this is my cowardly bet, because there's no way he's going to score tonight. But what I've done is I've bet $35.77. So you're losing money either no, way. No, 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 no. If, if, if Mark Giordano doesn't score, I will win $3.25. And I've done this amount specific, because that's how much it costs to get on the TTC. So as long as Mark Giordano doesn't score tonight, I will turn my $35.77 wager into a Free ride on the streetcar, on the King streetcar, which can take me very far from east to west or west to east. So those are my two bets tonight. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, any, like, specific player ones that look interesting to you tonight? Um, I mean, I, I think the one that you, you kind of have to do as a Maple Leaf fan. I know. you got to get something Mitchy happy. you got, you, you got to just bet on Marner. I mean, it's just it's it's as simple as that. And then the question is, do you just want to go with uh, goals? Do you want to just go with points? Mitch Marner right now points over one and a half. Woof! That's plus one hundred two. Meaning, if you bet a hundred, you win hundred and two. Right. Um, that you, sounds like a bet you would like based on your previous one. Well, it it, it depends on just my mindset. Like. What if what if they're they're stomping on, on on Anaheim and then it's like you know he's got his one point and maybe they reduce his minutes and get Pierre the butcher Engvall onto the onto the ice actually that's a bet I wish that was out there Pierre uh, an Engvall fighting fighting major oh like my five, gosh like I want there to, I want to be betting on Pierre Engvall to get into uh, to get into a point uh, get into a uh, a fight tonight oh here's another cowardly bet Marner just to get an assist. That's minus 230. What about a Marner shorthanded point? All right. I can. Uh, okay. Oh, we got it right here. You ask, you shall receive. Over. Oh, this is a good one. It's, if he gets over 0.5, so he's just got to get one power play point, that's at plus 112. So you're getting plus money on that. You bet okay. 100, you would win 112. But what about a shorty? Well, I mean, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, shorthanded one. Yeah, oh. like the classic Mitch Marner. Right. I bet on that on my on the last game or it two works games ago. A lot. Yeah, it it does work, but you can get good odds. Like you can get like plus two thirty. Exactly. Plus Marner points right now aren't really sexy to bet on because they no. just seem to be coming almost like a lock. But Marner points on the. 
Uh, another thing I like on the to... penalty kill is kind of interesting. What about what about John Tavares? Because he's on a bit of a he's on a bit of a cold streak right now. What about betting on a Tavares goal? Because before this, I don't think he scored a goal like in his last eight games. But before that, Tavares, you know, was putting together heater, had a hat trick in that Phil in that Philadelphia game. So what about like John Tavares first goal scored tonight plus a thousand? Okay, I'm I mean, into it. That's that's not a bad one. That is a that is a pretty good one. Into it. Okay. Yep. Tomorrow's classic Lotto 649 jackpot is an estimated $5 million, and the gold ball jackpot is an estimated $34 million. Text 649 and your name to 105050 for your chance to win $100 in Lotto 649 tickets with Encore. Standard text message rates apply to all entries. Lotto 649, find your possible. All right, Matthew Cox, thank you for joining me today. Love doing it. Can't wait to do it tomorrow. Love it. If you missed any of today's show, you can find it on tsn1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. World Cup semifinals next. Brennan Dunlop and Paul Dolan with the coverage. Yeah.